It is NBA trade deadline week, and we are going to have all of the juice when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks right here. So this is the time to lock in, subscribe, turn on the notifications. That way you don't miss any of our coverage. Coop and I have you covered all week long. Do not miss out starting right now. Harrison Graham and Jeffrey Cooperstein with you, diving right in here. A report from Mark Stein, Coop, is that the Hornets are interested in Josh Green in a potential trade for P.J. Washington, which is one of the players Dallas has been linked to, really going back to the offseason, but also leading up to this trade deadline as well. Yeah, the way it was worded was kind of interesting. He said, if talks go anywhere. So he's not saying that the Mavericks and P.J. Washington – uh, and the Hornets, for that matter, are in active talks. But if that was to be on the table, the Hornets would want Josh Green going the other way. And Josh Green has kind of gotten it together, especially on the offensive end lately. Let's take a look at his last 10 games here. 13.5 points per game, 48% from three. So he's kind of putting it together there on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean, this is probably his best 10-game stretch offensively of his career, I would say. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Now, I think the problem is, is you're hoping – with Josh Green, he could become this, I think elite's too strong, but a good two-way player. Yeah. The defense has not been there recently. Minus 80 in his last four games alone. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I've watched him on every single possession of the last four games to deeply analyze how he's playing defense, <laughs> but I think naturally this is what makes the elite two-way players good is they bring it on both ends of the no floor, doubt. and it just seems like now there's been a little more emphasis for him offensively that – the defense isn't what it you know has been in the past at times either. So you can kind of look at it a couple of different ways. Yeah, he's playing better than ever offensively, but is he one of these reliable defensive stoppers that you kind of need right now? Probably not. And of course, plus minus is a very you know subjective stat where it's not all his fault that he's minus 80, but it's all not his fault either. So it's kind of a thing that where you have to look at it and say he's minus 80 in his last four games, which means the Mavericks have been outscored while he's on the court. And over, I think plus-minus over time is a better stat. So a four-game sample size isn't insignificant, and he just hasn't been good on the defensive end lately. Frankly, all season, he's just kind of been average there. So he, he obviously has upside that we've seen, and that's why the Mavericks gave him that three-year contract extension before the season started. But the consistency on both ends of the floor just isn't there yet to make Josh Green an elite two-way player in this league. Yeah, I mean, the framework of a deal would be interesting. Like... I would for sure do a one-for-one one from Green to Washington. I just think Washington gives you more positional value right now that you need. Uh, the question is, is how much would Charlotte ask for in return? So this is what we cooked up. Josh Green, Rashawn Holmes, and a second-round pick. Like, if it's something where you have to give up a first in Green, I probably would not do that. For I probably team. wouldn't either, yeah. I think this is the framework the Mavericks would be operating out of. And frankly, I would consider it if I were the Mavericks, but I'm not sure that they want to part with Josh Green for P.J. Washington, so... It, this may be all a moot point, but if 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 the Hornets really do want Josh Green in the uh, in the return, this is kind of what I think it would look like. Yeah, and look, I think P.J. Washington has proven for longer that he's a better player. Is that gap huge? I wouldn't say it's huge, but he does give you scoring at a position where you don't really have any, at least at a consistent uh, point in time right now, which is at that four spot. Uh, Mark Stein reporting that the focus for Dallas does continue to be at that power forward spot. That is P.J. Washington to a T. He can stretch just enough to the three-point line as a threat out there. 
Um, you know, so I, I don't think it's a perfect fit by any means. I would agree. But I do think he it just one for one, and in this case, it kind of is because Holmes in a second really isn't worth much. Would be an upgrade just on position value alone because you have guys who can play the two and the three. Like Tim Hardaway is obviously going to continue to play a lot. You could give Jaden Hardy, you know, ten extra minutes per game or something like that. So um, I would do this trade, T for trade, P for pass. Would this be the top trade I would pursue? Would this be the trade that I think puts Dallas so much over the top that they're all of a sudden a conference finals team? I would not say that. Do I think they're better, at least on paper? I, I do think that would be the case. Yeah, I think it certainly improves them, and it gives them another. It gives them a bona fide third scoring option. Tim Hardaway has been that for the majority of the season, but you can see that he gets cold. I think P.J. Washington gives you a little more consistency on the scoring end, so when guys like Luka and Kyrie miss time, you can rely on a guy like P.J. Washington to go out there and get you 25. P for trade, P for pass. Let us know what you would do with this trade idea, and don't forget to get signed up with Prize Picks. Listen, the Super Bowl is almost here, and this is the time to sign up with Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use the code CLNS to get a deposit match up to $100. It's Daily Fantasy made easy while you're waiting for Super Bowl Sunday to get here. Play with the NBA with college hoops. We got this little three-player entry going on. Kyrie Irving set to return tonight. Going to go less on his points. Probably going to be some rust there. Still dealing with that finger injury. Uh, Luka, he's been going nuclear. We'll go more there. Uh, and then Tyrese Maxey, we're going to give him the more as well, especially with Joel Embiid out. 10 to win 50 on this three-player entry. You can get up to 25 times your money with the six-player entry, which is the max. Two to six players, you can cross over sports, uh, do within the same game, within the same sport, however you want to do it. Pricepicks.com slash CLNS. Code CLNS, you just select more or less on statistical categories, and if you connect on all your players, you cash out. Okay. This team is in a bad way. They're in trouble, man. Um, eight seed right now. Kyrie is set to return tonight, so that's good news. But Three and seven in the last ten. Yeah, it's just like really like you can kind of simplify it like this, Coop. Since did they start 4-0 or 3 4-0. 4-0. They're under 500 since then. They're 26 and 23 overall, so they're 19 and 20, uh, or tw yeah, 19 and um, yeah, 19 and yeah, 20. You got since it right. that, uh, Math guy. Uh, since that start, essentially, and uh, that's not good, man. Like they, mm -hmm. they're just not a very good team right now. I think it starts here as well. Jason Kidd was talking about Luca's usage the other day, and we're going to get into some more in-depth numbers that'll kind of open your eyes. But here's what he said. That is a concern because it's a long season, and when you're playing him 43, 46, 47 minutes and asking him to do everything and also be involved in a lot of the plays on the defensive end, which he is this year, that takes a toll on you mentally and physically. And Jason Kidd's absolutely right, and he's talked about this multiple times. They cannot continue to rely on Luka to play 45 minutes a night and score 45 points a game. Yeah, I mean, you wonder with that statement there, is Kidd sending a message to Nico and Cuban, whoever, and saying, hey – we got to get someone in here. Is he sending a message to Kyrie? Like, hey, dude, like you got to start play, man. playing. Um, I think kids got to hold some of this as well. Like, I get it when he's out, you're not as effective. But if you yourself are admitting this is not sustainable, then you got to stop doing it. Like, yeah. you just have to cut his minutes back. But and if and if it's clear, then you're, you're not a good enough team in that case. Then I think that's where that comes <laughs> in because Jason Kidd knows, and we saw this when the Mavericks don't have Luca, they are a disaster on offense. Especially yeah. when Kyrie's not playing. Yeah. Um, so he feels the need to play Luka those 45 minutes to give him any chance to win whatsoever.
And I understand that, but at some point, the guy's going to get run down. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, too, Coop, as you, we look at Luka and Kyrie's numbers together. They've only played in 38 of 77 possible games together, which is crazy to think about. It's one thing if he's playing 44 minutes a night and you're stringing together wins, but it's another when he is and you're not winning. Absolutely. It's like, it reminds me of Harden in Houston where they asked him to do a ton, but those teams were winning 60 games a year. Right. And he had enough around him where, like, you know, Eric Gordon was a really good role player. Clint Capel was a really good role player. He had Russell Westbrook for a stretch. Chris Paul in arguably the prime of his career for a couple Probably of years. Probably should have made the finals that year in 2018. Yeah, and Luka has some help, but his key sidekick is out. You're still asking the usage rate to be that high, but you're not winning. So it's almost like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, you'd almost just rather scale back his minutes and hope that guys get healthy in time because if you just keep doing it, he's just he's going to be gassed for the playoffs, man. Like, I, it's just not a sustainable model. Absolutely. And just touching on this duo together, I, we have, you know, 38 games worth of data now to say that they're, they're great players, but does the duo actually work together? They're 17, 17 and 21 when they play together, four games under 500. I mean, we know they're both great players because we've seen greatness from both of them in a Mavericks uniform, but... Are they great together? I think the jury's kind of out still. Yeah. I, a couple things here. One, <clears throat> I'd like to track how many of those games were last year because it was such a mess last year. I almost don't even count those. Fair. But I, the questions I had when they made the trade for Kyrie were this. One, can he be trusted? And that's twofold. Off the court, that's been a check. It's been great. Absolutely. Check that box. Good for Kyrie. Two, um, is he reliable? Is he going to play games? No. That has been an X. Like, you can't even say, oh, no, it's been an X. And then three, do him and Luca work together? I would say that's in the undetermined category. Exactly, yeah. They, it, they both, at their best, need the basketball. Now, can they each sacrifice a little bit and make it work? Can you stagger their minutes if you're Jason Kidd, where they each get a decent stretch where they're on the floor by themselves? I think you can but when you've played less than half of the possible games that you've had together, and for, take last year's stretch out of it too, like you're probably talking about like 25 meaningful games together. Yeah, it's, like it's it's. But again, that goes back to point number two, where Kyrie's availability was a major concern when they traded for him, I, and that's proven to be accurate. I don't think it's fair to say it's been a resounding failure. I also don't think it's fair to say it's been a success oh, either. Oh, no. So if it, you had to pick one, you'd say it's been a failure yeah, because I, they it, missed the playoffs last year, which you made that move hoping to make a run. Exactly. Now, it wasn't just about last year, but you did not expect to miss the playoffs entirely when you made that move. No doubt. I think that's completely fair to say. And two, coming into this year... And we early in the year, this did look like a top five team in the West, but that has not been the case for about two months now. So, yes. sure, I think the jury is still out is a fair response, but if you had to put it in one category or the other, you'd have to lean failure. Like, they're below 500 when they play with each other. They missed the playoffs last year. They're the eight seed right now. He, Kyrie's missed a bunch of games. It, it it's it hasn't been great, if we're being completely honest. Even though the numbers individually look good, it's about winning. It, it's a, it's about day. winning the ball games, and they just, frankly, haven't done enough of winning here. Uh, I wanted to get to this from Brad Townsend of the Morning News, so shout out to him. I just kind of wanted to put some numbers together here. 
So the Mavericks have made at least one pre-deadline deal seven straight seasons. So I, I think that would tell us the Mavericks are going to be active. I, I do here think they'll deadline. make a trade. Again, it comes down to how big is that trade. Exactly. And then this one is just <laughs> mind-blowing. 132 player games lost to injury this season. Ironically enough, that doesn't even rank top five in the NBA. Maxi and Kyrie are probably, what, 70 of those? Maxi and Kyrie, Luke uh, Lively missed a big chunk. Yeah. Derek Jones, Dante Exum now was as well. Out almost a month. Yeah, exactly. So they, they've had a lot of manpower missed to games. This one's interesting as well. When Luka scores 40-plus points this season, the Mavericks are 9-1. and one. If he scores less than 40, they are 14-17. and 17. That's an interesting one because that used to kind of be the opposite, where when he had to carry them, it's because they would still lose because he didn't get enough help. Exactly. So that's an interesting stat. Typically, and that's usually the case historically with these big-time scores. Like, I remember Kobe for years when he would score – 40-plus, the Lakers were like sub-500. Yeah. So. I, I mean, it did take Luka 73 to win by five against oh, Atlanta. neither here nor there. Speaking of Luka, the usage rate this year is 36.4%. First in the NBA by over 4%. You're just not going to last that way, man. It's just not going to It's not gonna last at all. And, we and talk he's always going to be a high-usage guy. We know that. Absolutely. But you gotta you got to get that number down to the 30% range at least. And we talked about Kyrie, 47 of 73 games, not including the two that he was forced to sit out last year because the Mavs were tanking at the end of the season. So it, it, it's these, these numbers are kind of interesting, and it even makes me think more so that the Mavericks are going to make a move here before this deadline. Yeah, I mean, look, if you want – to have any chance of doing anything this year. And again, I've been on the record saying this. I don't think you should make a move to go like all in. It's not an all in this move. year. You don't need to make another Kyrie trade. No, but you also, I, I think it would be borderline malpractice if you just stuck with this roster. Like, call me crazy. I'd almost rather sell than do nothing. <laughs> I don't I, know about that. I'm just, I, it, you're telling me if you could move Josh Green for a first round pick, you wouldn't consider it? I, I Versus doing nothing? I, I I'm not saying that's my preferential outcome. I'm just saying if you don't think you can make a run this year, a first-round pick in the offseason could be very valuable to have to trade for another piece. Yeah, but that's just a bad message to send to Luka that you're going to sell off an asset I, in order to, to build for the future. You've got to please Luka now. I get it, and I agree with you. I'm just saying I think standing Pat's the worst thing you could do. Yeah, it, I it don't think they can stand Pat. I think they have to get they, – they need to make a move to improve this team. Uh, we'll see what happens. Like I said, seven straight seasons, they made at least one pre-deadline trade. So I think it's coming. I just don't know what it I is. I will say this. The Mavs, even though they do have good reporters around their team, Tim McMahon, Mark Stein, both do an excellent job. They also are very good at, oh, they just made a trade out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. The, like, the, like Kyrie, that was out of nowhere. No one knew. Yeah. I mean, people knew Kyrie was getting traded and the Mavericks were going to be among the suitors. But it, when, when we found out about the trade is when everyone else found out about the trade. Yeah, so. it was so, like, there could, my point is there could be a trade for a player we haven't even discussed yet. No doubt. That just comes out of left field between now and Thursday. So, will the Mavs make a move at or before the deadline? Why for yes and for no? History suggests yes. I think yes. And another reason I think yes, too, Coop, is uh, Stein also reported that Gordon Hayward's not getting bought out. Yeah, Gordon Hayward going to stay with the Hornets. If the they Horn don't trade him, they're they're not buying him. The Hornets are interested in signing him to an extension as well, in the or uh, yeah. re-signing him in the offseason, excuse me. So, yeah, something to monitor there. I guess yes. Hayward not moving. So if you're holding that hope for, oh, we'll just sign him, which even if he did get bought, you'd have to compete with other teams. 
doesn't sound like that's even a real possibility. Like maybe Kyle Lowry is, but like, is that a needle mover? Not really. Not really. No, not really. Mavs Sixers tonight. No Joel Embiid. Probably Kyrie Irving. You gotta Pro win. You need to win this game, man. Probably Luca. Gotta win this game. No Embiid. You need to. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta get to the All Star break at least playing five hundred, dude. Like you just gotta. You gotta make all it these games are becoming more and more important. They yeah. gotta find a way tonight. No doubt about it. Hit that subscribe button. We'll have you covered on everything. Over the next few days, you're not going to want to miss out. Peace. See you guys.